Well, hello, With Gratitude Matt listeners. My name is Matt Moran, and I'm the host for the With Gratitude Matt Show. Our goal with the show is to inspire our listeners to practice gratitude, regardless of how powerful their storm is. I've learned that the practice of gratitude works just like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. Today's guest is my longtime friend, Kathy Lurk. Kathy and Dave Lurk are the proud parents of three children, Andrew, Audrey, and Alexandra. While Audrey and Alexandra have certainly done some amazing things in their life, today we are here to talk about Drew. It amazes me at how Kathy and Dave have fostered Drew's God-given talents to share with the world. Drew is a person with special needs, but most importantly, he is a man with special talents. It all started at the age of seven when Drew started drawing rainbows for Kathy every single day, and it blossomed into much more. Recently, Kathy released the book, You're Special, which she worked on directly with Drew. I can't wait to get my hands on that, and you will as well. Kathy, it's such an honor to have you on today's show. Thank you. It's my honor to be invited to participate, Matt. Um, I'm inspired by you. Thank you so much. And uh, Drew inspires us all. I'd love to hear from you maybe early on when you and Dave were learning that maybe Drew might not run like others, might not learn like others. What was the early on stages like for you and Dave? Well, um, the beauty of Andrew is he's just how God made him. I think many of us are exceptional in the ways that maybe you're uh, brilliant or or have gifts that way. And some people are middle of the road like me. And then there's people that are made just like Drew. So he hit all his milestones as a baby. My pregnancy and delivery was normal. Um, he did everything on the average to the late side of average, but hit those milestones that we all wait for at the pediatrician's office. You know, are they rolling over? Are they walking? All the talking. But the talking was when I started to notice he was about two, that he was not talking. He was a very quiet baby beyond the crying. He was very much colicky, but he didn't babble. He didn't um, start with that explosion of words that so many kids have. So uh, we were at the pool and I noticed all these other little children who were his age saying, you know, mommy, I want my goldfish and juice. And Drew would be like, Muh, Muh. so I took him to the doctor and I said, hey, I don't think something's quite right. And I also learned to trust your gut as a parent because doctors are wonderful. But sometimes there's something that God gives us that uh, called intuition or whatever you want to call it, that we might have an inside scoop on something. They said he was just late. It, he would be fine. But I, I asked for a referral to a speech pathologist. And also in God's grace, we ended up with a person that knew Dave from high school, who was our assigned um, PT or excuse me, speech pathologist. And so she had a, a even tighter um, interest in really getting to the bottom of it. And she couldn't believe how apraxic Drew was, which is um, one of the many diagnoses we've had over the years, but it's basically a short from your brain to your motor skills that work on talking in the movement of your tongue. And uh, she couldn't believe we've been nursed, which was very difficult because Andrew really couldn't suck. And he also had trouble. If you imagine putting peanut butter on both sides of your mouth, he cannot to this day take his tongue and reach that. He moves his head instead of his mouth. So many, 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 um, 
appointments to speech, we started to get him speaking, but that was just the beginning of what we began to see as so many more diagnoses and um, challenges, if you will. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like going through that with the dreams of your son doing X, Y, and Z, and now to learn that he may not do X, Y, and Z, but I know he's enriched your family in so many different ways. Maybe speak to how he's brought the family closer together and taught you how to love Dave as a wife more, as a mother. Talk a little bit about what Drew's done for the the love that you have for each one of your gifts inside your home. He's really um, taught the girls and us um, compassion beyond, I would like to think we were compassionate people, but patience, compassion. And the girls would say, we love him with our whole heart, but he drives us crazy, (laughs) which is total normal siblings. Um, But he has brought so much beauty into our lives from appreciating small and simple things. And it did begin with the rainbows. Um, Before he was seven, we were so in the weeds trying to get things figured out. And it it didn't really take till 12 that we actually um, started to, what I'll say, accept. I always say it goes from understanding to accepting to then celebrating. And with that, I mean, to your point, Matt, when you say, gosh, it's it's hard to have these diagnoses because in your mind, when you have a baby, that's the biggest sign of hope we have. And you dream, you know, you're dreaming, oh my gosh, what is he going to do when he grows up? Where is he going to go to school if he decides to go to college? What is he going to, How? what's his first girlfriend going to be like? How, how is he going to be, is he going to be an athlete or, or you, you don't dream that you're going to get this kind of news. So um, you accept later, you understand at first, but then you go into fix it mode. You put money, energy, time, all of your hopes into let's get him back on track. How can we, how can we fix them? We, we're going to get him typical. Typical is the name of the game. Let's get him with his peers. And I started noticing as he got through grade school that in fact, I say the vat was opening wider where we were sinking down. They were reading, then they were, they were learning to read, then they were reading to learn. We were still on very simple Dr. Seuss books. They were beginning to develop and have friendships and girlfriends. And Drew is still, you know, playing animal games with me. Um, they were getting their license. We were, we're still not, we don't, he, you know, that won't probably be something. So then you ex- start to accept, say, okay, God, hmm, I finally see him for the beautiful person he is. I don't need to fix anything. And then you get to celebrating, which is the best part, which is seeing the gifts that he has, which has been, Andrew went to a Bengals game this Sunday with a friend. He has tickets and he takes a new friend. And sometimes a neighbor up the street who's in her seventies, this time it was a a guy our age who's always been, he was Drew's coach. He came back from that game and, and his friend said, being with Drew is like being with a celebrity. He makes a friend everywhere he goes. He makes people smile he high fives. He brought our whole section together. He's got a gift of, of being a connector. And I always say he exudes God's love. That is where we are nervous to maybe engage or we hold back. Not an ounce of that in Drew. You know, at, sometimes at a bit of a risk, I have to be like, hey, Drew, let them, they're busy. Don't talk to them or, you know, they're they're not available. But it's a good problem. He, he really is. Um, 
he just exudes love and acceptance and brings people together. I feel like, you know, from what I can see, the community's embracing him, certainly, but I think it's just getting started. I mean, you, you, you just launched this book within the last week. And at, at what point was it that you felt like you really need to work to share these gifts that you guys see in your own home, but it needs to be shared with more. And I think the book is trying to do that. But, you you know, he's handed out, I think, over 18,000 rainbow cards to people all over the country. I know we, we talked about a trip to New York City. Maybe share a, a little glimpse of what you've seen in how Drew's presence can really change how somebody looks at the day that they're living today. I'm going to tell you, it is the most astounding thing. Starting at age seven, he made me a rainbow every day. He didn't stop. And at one point I just thought, you know what? Drew isn't doing some things that other people are doing, but he does this every day and it brings me such joy. So I put him on a business card and on the back, I put Drew's picture. The front was his hand draw rainbow. And then the back, I put his picture, a really cute picture of him that said one rainbow at a time. Drew's trying to remind everyone they're special. And I just, because he's such a connector, I thought, here, honey, here's a stack of them. When we go to Kroger or when we go out in the community of the zoo, pass out your card if you want. And I was astounded at the reaction. We, There could be a an older woman in 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 a pretty floral dress and he would give her that card at Kroger and say, you're beautiful. And she gets choked up and says, young man, I haven't been told that in years. Thank you. And then she asks me and she literally welled up her eyes, trying not to kind of start crying. She said, can I give your son a hug? And then I'm starting to cry in the middle of the banana section. <laughs> and it just makes me realize his gift is different, but it's He's going to touch more people than I could ever hope to in basically a month. He does. He, he does this daily. Um, to your point, all over the country, when we were in New York city, he gave one out to this girl at the grand central station and she stopped almost in her tracks, kind of angry. Like, why'd you give me that? And he goes, I, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you you're special. And she again, starts getting emotional. And she says, I was going to make a decision today that would cut my life short. And I, I I feel like she was talking suicide and she's, she hugged him without asking. I didn't care of course, but she grabbed onto him and they embraced. It just still chokes me up for 30 seconds. And she said, thank you. This is exactly what I needed today. And I thought, you know, there it is again. Yeah. That one woman in New York city, that, that, that's reason enough to, for him to continue that, that one individual. And it's, it's just getting started. So uh, embrace yourself. I mean, this, this book, I'm really excited about it. Maybe if you could, Kathy, share a little bit about what the listeners can expect when they pick the book up. Thank you. Yeah, I, it's, th- it's a daily devotional. It's 365 reflections. Each day there's a challenge called a rainbow um, reflection. And it might say, go out and say hello today. And then I share a snippet of an example of Drew doing that. And that that one about the gap, the older lady in the Kroger is in there. And it's a it's a challenge to be more like Drew and to see, in the way that he sees the world. Look at the world through the lens of P 
people with exceptionalities. I interviewed, it's not just Drew, although most of the majority, because he's been my son. So I have, I would started to jot down things he, he taught me over the years. And it came to me like, I should do, I should share this. And so then I thought, let me talk to Maria, his good friend. Let me talk to John, his other good friend. And all of these individuals have different exceptionalities. I like to say that, not disability, because they're exceptional. And just like you're exceptional, Matt, and we all have gifts and talents. So I use that term just to kind of pivot the the definition a bit. But I then tied those to scripture and, and it was so easy because they are love. And so when you go to the Bible and say, what does God say about being friendly? And I would have all of these choices. And I tried to tie the scripture selection that I could find that was simple. I didn't want it to be verbose or very heavy because it doesn't really didn't feel like it would reflect Andrew's language because he's very, his, 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 his comments are simple and, and I wanted to try and match as best I could. And so that's, that's the premise. It's 365 stories, simple. One day he walked in and I was, he could tell I was kind of worried about something and he put his hands on my shoulder and he goes, mommy, quit worrying. God will take care of it. And I thought, yeah, let me just give it up. But I forget that. I always say in Maslow's hierarchy, the arrived and actualized people, I think they're people with exceptionalities. We're worrying about, oh, I got to get food on the table. I've got to, we got to pay the mortgage. We've got to plan for the holidays. They don't. They're up here looking at the world in a much cleaner, bright, loving way. That's awesome. How, how do his siblings um, react when he gets all of, I mean, he, I mean, I'm sure you're out and he gets a lot of attention because he's sharing his gifts with so many. How, how do the siblings react when they see this? Well, of course it's can be annoying sometimes, right? <laughs> and they'll be like, Drew, can you not pass a card out today? We just want to take a walk in the, wherever we're sightseeing or something. But he also has this way I choke because I think he's like Mr. Magoo and Matt, that's going to show our age a bit because he, he, you know, Mr. Magoo would have stuff good happen to him all the time or something that could be disastrous doesn't happen. Drew has that quality. We'll be sitting somewhere and before you know it, someone sent over a dessert because he had given him a card. So I joke with them. I'm like, girls, you got to take take it for what's worth. And they actually are very proud of him. Um, like any siblings, it's real in our house. It's not perfect. He can be. He's OCD. He perseverates. He, If you walk and bump something that's a certain way in his room, mom, did you move that? Yes, Drew, but I moved it back after I tucked you in and he'll, I'll go around the corner to wait and I'll hear. And I know he got, he had to make sure it was just perfect. And you're like, oh, so that can kind of, you know, be annoying. But the blessing is that my girls are compassionate. They are, I've used that word already, but um, they have both been, eyes have been opened to how everybody, they're wonderful at talking to all people. They don't have a lot of barriers when it comes to people, other people with exceptionalities or people who are just different in some way. They embrace them, they engage with them. And I think a lot of that came from having a brother who is a bit exceptional in his own ways. 
you know, we all know our lives from the lens of where we sit and how we can see things. You know, Drew knows life from his perspective. Do you think he really realizes and understands how gifted he really is? Well, that's a great question because I have a two-part answer. First of all, one of the blessings is that Drew thinks he's perfectly great. And I, I have a lot of empathy for parents who um, have children with exceptionalities that um, they recognize that they're different. So I, I have a, a cousin, or excuse me, it's my nephew, but it's my sister, and well, a, a family member um, who has autism. And he recognizes he's different. And he, it's hard. It's very hard because they know that they're not going on those dates that their friends are or that they didn't get to go to whatever event or weren't invited maybe. Drew doesn't understand that. He thinks, he doesn't see that he has challenges, but he doesn't see he has gifts, you know? However, he's funny in the way that it's one of the days in the book, he will ponder things like this. Huh, what is it, Drew? I don't know. I don't know what I should do next year. I don't know if I should be a quarterback with Joe Burrow on the Bengals or if I should get on Dancing with the Stars because I'd probably win. And what I'd do with the money is I'd get closer seats to the Bengals football team. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he can do anything. You know, it's well, my one of my goals, Matt, is to somehow through Drew's Rainbows Foundation, this is one of my to-do lists, is to get him on the field with some kind of fundraiser at a Bengals game in a jersey and have a Bengal throw him a football. And he can say, I played for the Bengals. Because he says, Mom, you say I can do anything I put my mind to. And he's right. So I'm going to work on this. <laughs> It'll be a new goal. I think it would show people so much. Like, yeah, let's let's make some dreams come true. And to him, that would be enough. How excited was he last year when they went to the Super Bowl? Um, I can't I can't speak to it because he lost his voice. He ran around the house, around the yard. He in his big thing, this is cute. He's like, if we win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna stay up till one o'clock. <laughs> like, that's the big and he can have as many pops as he wants all day. His his bangles are playing well right now. I saw Last night, something they were, I can't remember who it was on ESPN, but they were uh, second top rated team in the, in the NFL right now behind the, the Eagles. So we'll see how things pan out. You know, he knows every stat. And that's funny too, Matt. I know some of your listeners, if they have children with exceptional eyes, will understand that sometimes as a mother, you're like, well, why can you learn that at all? He can learn all these stats, but you can't read your book. <laughs> and I'm like, how, what's going on in that brain of yours? I'll never know, but there are certain things because he's very, very well-versed when it comes to his sports. And that's another thing. Why aren't these individuals, why isn't he on ESPN with a Drew's Corner? Why aren't we putting exceptional people in more and more of society? Because I'm going to tell you what, ESPN's ratings would go through the roof if they said, all right, if you got his his cousin who has autism and Drew, because they can talk with the best of them, I'm telling you, people would love it. And that's what we need to get to. We need to not, you know, they used to be in homes. Now we've got them in and out of that scenario, but we're going in the right direction. But I want people 
to see these kids, these human beings, as part of our grain of our society. They should be at the party. They should be included. And it's not a favor. Oh, that was so nice that they invited Drew. No, they're lucky. They got to spend time with a great person. So we're getting there. I think I think we're growing. I think we're doing better as a society. And I know uh, both you and Dave growing up, you were athletes yourself and you, you so wanted your children to be athletes as, as well. Drew participated on the football team when he was at Marymount. And I'd love to hear, maybe share a little bit about that experience and how the team really embraced Drew. Oh, I love this so much that you asked me because um, he played for Cougar football, which was CYO. And it was the third, fourth, fifth, and part of the sixth, well, sixth grade, but he didn't. Drew never got playing time. In the book, there's an excerpt that I included from one of the coaches. And I put it out every Christmas because it it moves me every time I read it. It basically said, Kathy, I didn't want him on the team. I thought he, my goal is to help these boys play the sport, play it well, keep them safe. He thought, I thought Drew would be a distraction. I thought he would be a deterrent. I thought he would not be an asset to the team. He goes on to say, man, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Drew's the glue of the team. The boys look out for him. He cheers on the sideline. He feels every hit. He's cheering. They care about him. They're, he's the heart of the team. And he just said, Merry Christmas. And it was literally my favorite gift I got that year because I was so touched that Drew had taught this man in his 40s or 50s, give me a chance. I might not play every play, but I can do other things that bring meaning to the team. And and he did. And I got to tell you a side note, and forgive me any listener that thinks this is terrible, but again, it's back to you dream when your kids are a baby, right? So Dave was an athlete and I, I wasn't, I cheered and did gymnastics. I, you know, I'm not worthy of I, whatever. So we named him Drew Lurk because we're like, that's kind of a football name, isn't it? Drew Lurk, number 45, coming out, you know, and his favorite part of the, and his favorite part of the games when he'd play was at the beginning when he got to run out on the field, when they call all the players out. And I'm telling you, he got the loudest cheers in the stands. People would stand up. They absolutely loved seeing him because he would be running back. Mom, look at me in this. Mommy, look at I'm on the field. And it was it was heartwarming. And it showed that sports is not just about making touchdowns. Sports is about bringing people together. Sports is about sharing an experience. Sports is about winning on the human level as much as it is on the playing field. And I think that's kind of what he brought to the game. And I think that's what that coach saw. So we're just grateful. And to this day, and the 23rd, his Cougar football buddies, they're all getting together. When they came, one of them, his friend, Evan Gardner, God, I love him so much. He's the best. He said uh, he lives now in Texas. And and when he comes home, he calls Drew. And I, I said, hey, you, you don't have to take him up you know, twice. That was nice. And again, I'm still learning to, to be just great. He says, Mrs. Lurk, I, I want to, I, I love being with Drew and I, I, so he'll take him out two or three times when he comes home for a break or something And it. And they have a great, they go watch games and have a good time. So his football buddies now, these guys are out of college now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. starting their careers, becoming engaged. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. That's so nice that they they come back and want to be with them. I agree. What would you say to a parent that is just finding out that their kids have these exceptionalities that you've learned to embrace? What would you say to them today so that they can hopefully help their child live a similar life that Drew's living today? I would um, invite them to see the gifts that their children, no matter how they are made or exceptional, but specifically exceptional children, to see the gifts that they have, to try to not compare, to love them through the love that they give you, and to know that they're the exact perfect parent for that child, that they were picked because they can do it. And they can show the world that these children that grow into young adults can make a difference and have an impact on society. This painting behind me was, um, the, it's the cover of the book, but it was painted by my husband. And I had asked him years ago, I said, would you mind to paint me a picture of Drew seeing the light with his rainbows? But I asked him to take a lot of the reports that we were given when Drew was early on that were weren't real hopeful. And they were um, kind of discouraging and, and difficult to read. Many of them I wouldn't even read. I would start and I, I, because I, I was doing all the therapies I was supposed to, I wasn't sticking my head in the sand, but I wanted to see the light. I wanted to have the hope. And these didn't do that for me. So I asked Dave, I'll, I'll turn the camera a bit here. All these white pieces of paper are the shredded up reports some of them anyway, that I asked if he would embed that into the paint and have Andrew rising above the predictions. And one of my birthdays, he, he had painted that for me. And I mean, it, I cherish it um, because it's exactly, I, I encourage parents to see the hope, to see the value, to see the gifts and that they can rise above. Nobody has your back like God and through prayer and trust your children can do so much more than you might think they can. That's so beautiful. And, and, you know, I, I asked the question with respect to a parent that, um, you know, has somebody with perhaps special needs or whatever, but I also think parents with just your average child can learn a lot from that as well. And I, I really commend how you and Dave, have really embraced Drew's gifts. It's just truly remarkable. One thing I do want to get to, Kathy, is um, on his birthday, you guys get a lot of attention from your neighbors. And I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what, what transpires on Drew's birthday and how this all got started with the rainbows. When uh, Drew had started making the rainbows at age seven, and I could never get rid of them. And I thought, well, they're so, it's a thin piece of paper. I'll just buy plastic bins and I'll just put them in the bins and save them. So when he was about 18, I said, Dave, Drew has been consistently making us these rainbows and a million, whoever walks into the house or visits, hands them to them since he's been 11 or seven. So that's a lot of years, 11 years. I would like to wrap our house, gift wrap our house in his rainbows to show the world that this child who said wouldn't do much has reminded us consistently that we are loved and that we're special. 
So we put them on butcher box paper. We glued and stapled 3,000 rainbows. <laughs> and um, we hired a painting company. And we stapled them and covered our house, basically gift-wrapped our home in his rainbows. And the community, hundreds of people came. The news covered it. And it was the most beautiful spotlight on, yeah, he does have a message. And to me, it's very God-like. And we're so grateful that he exudes that because he reminds us to just be loving. Because how can you imagine writing your special or I love you? And it, it, I still get him every day. And, and, and he never gives up on us, just like God never gives up on us. And he says, love and be loving, love and be loving, love and be loving. He never stops that message and neither does Drew. So it was probably one of the best days of our lives, um, the birth of each of the kids and marriage and all of that. But that was a remarkable tribute to what a difference anybody can make when they're passionate about something. And he's passionate about loving. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, you, you say he he's still doing these. He's giving you the rainbows every single day. Has there ever been a day where you had to remind him that you missed it or he, he just... No. It, that is unbelievable. That really no. is. In the last uh, excerpt in the book I did it on December 31st, it's Drew. He's laying on the floor with his markers making a rainbow. And he, I overheard him. He just cracks me up. He says, oh, he's talking to himself. He's drawing. Well, I don't know why. Everybody likes my rainbow, so I guess I'll just keep drawing him. <laughs> <laughs> It made me laugh. I thought, how cute is that? I don't know why they like them, but they do. So I guess I'll keep doing it. And so, yeah, I thought that was a perfect way to end the book because he'll continue. He will continue. I know. And sometimes he gets, because he just wants to give them all to me. Sometimes he'll do a month at a time. So like November 1st, this November, he, he, he did 31 and they're beautiful. They're big, beautiful. I mean, it takes him a long time. Um, and he puts the date on each one, and then I have to check, and then he gives them to me each day. But sometimes he likes to get ahead of the drawing. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know, you, you, you've you learned to be really grateful for the gifts that he's brought you and all the joy that he's brought you. But when you think about gratitude, and we've got a show around gratitude, um, what are some of the things beyond just Drew that you're most grateful for in your life? Oh gosh, that's easy because it's, it's a, my faith, um, without it, I couldn't have gotten through a lot of things. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for family and friends, our community in Cincinnati. Well, my family, first of all, before I even community is, I was so blessed with amazing parents. <laughs> we lost my dad a couple, two years ago. So it's kind of hard, but they just taught me to be grateful and that your smile is your best accessory and to see everything half full. And so he's with you every day. Yeah. He's with you right now. He's with you yeah. right now. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's loving down on you, Kathy. I can only imagine what that, what that day will be like for me when that happens. Fortunately, we still have both of my parents, but uh, oh, that's, you're so lucky and it's great. It's, you know, it's fine because I do have all the memories and I, I he taught us so much and my mom's with us, but um, in the community of Cincinnati is amazing. I, did you know, I learned this from someone recently. Almost every year, we're on the top 10 lists for philanthropic 
cities and we're competing with the big ones like New York and Chicago. And I'm not surprised, but I'm so honored to be in Cincinnati and the community is, they got behind Drew. I mean, they are team Drew. They, they pick him up for ice cream. They, they love on him and they are just so authentic and real about it. And, um, and he, he's the mayor of Hyde Park. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. One, one thing I, I, I wanted to ask earlier, but I didn't, uh, you were talking about the Bengals and his love for the Bengals. Has he had the opportunity of meeting any of them? Not really. No. Um, one time, one of his teachers at Clark, uh, her, she had a connection and, we were down where they were leaving the stadium and he like got to say hi, but not really like, uh, you know, meeting and actually having conversation or anything. The only reason I bring this up because I, I, I do think I mean, we need to figure out a way to get, make that happen. Um, oh, you know, I, I live up here in Buffalo and you know, our quarterback up here is uh, Josh Allen. Recently we had on the show as a guest, Nate, the golfer, He's uh, got cerebral palsy, and um, but he through him he's got a love for the Bills, but he's because of this and his love for the Bills, he's developed a personal relationship with Josh Allen, and we yeah. need to we need to figure out a way for <laughs> for Drew to get connected with with Burrow, and I gotta believe that you know somebody like Joe or. Maybe not even Joe, but others, they would just love to be around Drew, I would think. You know, he he said, this is the cute stuff. Mommy, can we send everybody on the Bengals my book? <laughs> yeah. So he gives me ideas. And I did find out Zach Taylor's sister um, has Downs. Oh, is so that right? Yeah, there you go. maybe that'll open some doors. And um, well, no, maybe Zach, I mean, Zach seems like a good guy. And I, I mean... There's got to be an opportunity there. So I, I think we should look into that. So listen, it's so awesome to see you and to be with you. And I know our listening audience is just going to love hearing more about Drew's gifts. As we kind of bring the conversation to a close, I ask all of our guests a very similar question. You know, you're doing a remarkable job in parenting Drew. I mean, he is... His gifts are being shared with so many. I can't imagine how difficult that must have been at times. I'd love you to, maybe it's just being the parent to Drew. I don't know, but maybe talk about one of the hurdles that you've had to face in your life that as time went on, you've learned almost how, what a blessing it has been to go through that experience and what that experience has taught you. And if it's your son, Drew, great. But if it's something else, I'd love to hear maybe a little bit more about that hurdle that you've had to face. I would think it it, it has been, Drew, because, again, I think um, initially you you kind of don't want to accept what, what you've been given. You, you, of course, love it, but you try and fix it. And the minute I started to look at and just say, you're perfect just how you are. Um, that didn't just teach me to be even ever so more empathetic with everyone you come along and meet, but it, it felt like I need to always trust more 
and not try and fix things and just um, from a perspective of gratitude, be grateful for the love we have, be grateful that um, Andrew has the gifts that he has. And so it was really more of a, an acceptance and, and it was a journey. When I talk to newly diagnosed parents, I see, and I know they'll be telling me and I can see the anguish and I just hold their hand. And I say, just trust me that it'll be fine and that you've been given a beautiful gift. So I guess trying to see through it, Matt, to your show and to the point of gratitude, um, it really does make a difference in your life to have a gracious and gra a, a, a gratitude towards all your situations um, because it just gives you more grace to go through them and it more um, strength, I think, to see what's good about it and not hang your hat on what's not good. It, it helps you navigate those scenarios more. That is beautiful. And uh, we're so grateful that you're sharing Drew with everyone. He he is a gift that we, we can learn so much about life if we just learn a little bit more about you know, how he embraces it. And it's really a testament to you and Dave and the work that you've done and even your girls and how they've embraced and loved Drew. You know, I, I look forward to getting my hands on the book and we'll make sure that the book goes in the show notes so others can pick it up. God works in interesting ways. Um, sometimes it's, he, he doesn't map things out exactly how we draw, drew them up. But oftentimes if we just embrace the gifts that he's given us, he'll take us places that we never knew we could go. And I think you're living that exactly with Drew today. So I'm so grateful that you shared the story with us. You know, we, we all face hurdles in life and I've certainly had my own. And I just like to share three things that I share each and every time I have the opportunity to do another show. And the first is to find the courage to be grateful, regardless of how powerful your storm is. Secondly, be truly present to those you're with. Drew's a perfect example of that. If you're with somebody like Drew, be truly present. Because if you're not, you're going to miss the gifts that are directly in front of you. Lastly, pay attention to how you're feeding your mind, your body, and your soul. Today's guest is my longtime friend, Kathy Lurk. If today's show inspired you in some way, shape, or form... Subscribe to the show, share it with others, and comment on it. With Gratitude Matt listeners, until next time, find the courage to be grateful. Godspeed, my friends.